It's easy to talk tough about single-use plastics and the dilemma that we're facing. I mean, Global News had a an expose yesterday about how much plastic you might be eating every day. And then you, you can talk tough and then you come across um, something on social media, a story somebody's sharing from a news outlet that that involves a whale and how they found its its stomach full of single-use plastic bags. And you're too chicken to open it because you just don't want to face the reality Single-use plastics are a big problem, and so Dalhousie University uh, performed a study. They titled it The Single-Use Plastics Dilemma, Perceptions and Possible Solutions. They surveyed over 1,000 Canadians between May 13th and 18th, and most respondents believe that all sectors and levels of government have a role to play in reducing some of the packages. The head of this study happens to be on the air with us right now. You've heard him before on the show. It's our pleasure to welcome back Sylvain Charlebois. He's associate professor at Dalhousie's University Faculty of Agriculture. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I, I, I really want to break down this study. I think it's important that we get into the nitty gritty of, you know, how important and pervasive plastics have become in our lives, but how detrimental they are to, you know, the environment and us in general and what we're trying to do to curb it. So what are what did you what did you learn specifically from the study? Was there anything shocking that you learned from this survey? Well, obviously, our study was uh, was very targeted. It was looking at the uh, food industry in particular, though. So- so both retailing and food service, uh, because we, we believe uh, as a group that uh, Canadians actually underappreciate how plastics has actually made our lives better as consumers. It, it actually has uh, reduced the amount of food waste, uh, has increased uh, the shelf life of many of the products we buy. It actually actually reduced the price of, of many of our products and most importantly it has kept our food safe how's it reduced the sylvan it is shocking how's it reduced the price of, of some of our products because i look at packaging and i think well somebody had to make that i got to be paying for it no exactly but it kept if it extends the shelf life of a product the grocer and the supply chain will save money and therefore uh, it will actually keep costs down relative to other countries around the world. Uh, Canada's food baskets is much lower than the world average relative to income. So we're actually doing very well in plastics. That have a lot to do with that. And so we looked at the role of plastics and see and tried to measure whether or not Canadians are aware of this problem. Because plastics are a problem. Don't get me wrong. The mm. current course that we have is unsustainable. We need to do something. But... What we wanted to know is whether or not Canadians actually appreciate what is going on and what needs to happen and if they're willing to pay for it, too. Okay, so what did you learn? So we learned that, uh, well, the vast majority of Canadians are concerned, uh, absolutely, without a doubt. And uh, But when it comes to uh, the currency, the market currency of the environmental factor, in other words, are people willing to pay more to save the planet as they're purchasing food? It's just not there. Uh, so consumers are just expecting uh, both industry and governments to come up with solutions without increasing the cost of food. So that's that's a hard that's a hard task ahead. One of the things I was shocked of uh, about to learn it, with regard to your study is that while most people believe regulations to reduce single-use packaging for food should be strengthened, there are trade-offs to consider. You say that eliminating plastic from food, the uh, produce aisle, can make it harder to trace fruits and veg, 
And that could have a, a direct effect on, on food safety regulations. Absolutely. The Safe Food for Canadian Act, which is being implemented right now as we speak, uh, is, is literally asking industry to use more plastics, not less, to trace and track products, uh, add lot numbers to, to uh, produce. And so that's a, that's a big challenge. So, and that's why in, in, in our list of recommendations, we do uh, encourage governments to harmonize uh, food safety regulations with our environmental obligations. Because right now, uh, both are contradictory. Yeah, Metro is a grocery chain that, at least in Quebec, are allowing people to bring reusable containers to for deli meat and food, like uh, f- fish and seafood and pastry, uh, or even ready-to-eat meal containers. Do you think that's going to catch on? Is that going to be something we're going to have to uh, adopt in other provinces? I don't think so. Here's the thing. You can't see a pathogen. You can't see E. coli, salmonella. Metro is asking people to come in with the clean containers. Yeah. How do you know it's clean if you can't see the pathogen? And and when you think about allergies, a lot of your listeners are probably allergic to something. Uh, you can't see that either. And so you can cross-contaminate different items uh, in a second in a store, which is really a concern for a lot of people. Um Today, Loblaw is, uh, is announcing its partnership with The Loop, which is an American company. Uh, the Loop offers a, uh, a, um, a consignment system, basically. You would go into the store uh, and buy whatever you need in a reusable container, and you bring it back once the container is empty, similar to what you would do with your beer bottles, for yeah, example. Yeah, it's really interesting. We actually had the people from The Loop on. Yeah, so this is another example, much more sophisticated than the Metro model. The Metro Metro wanted to be first. Uh, they basically went for a quick and dirty solution, which is not bad. It's a, it's an improvement, but there are significant risks. With the loop, risks are less, but let's face it, this system will come at a cost. Well, they say it, it comes at a cost, but it's sort of like a bottle deposit. It, do you think that that's going to catch on, you know, reusing uh, products, paying a deposit for it, bringing it back, will catch on um, before biodegradable packaging does? Well, my question to the Loop and Lava, how do you make more money? How do you make money uh, while offering something different, something unique? Uh, that's a question that I would ask them. So a deposit would only go for... Uh, paying for the container itself, but think of the logistics of bringing back these containers to manufacturers and so on and so forth. Uh, implications are quite huge, and, and cleaning all these containers as well will come at a cost. You know what? I, I, I recall that they went through all that. They crunched the numbers, and they actually feel that they can actually... Uh that this is a viable solution, and it's an interesting. I I might actually retweet out that interview because it was it was quite interesting. So, what are you left with? Because I mean, the dilemma we're left with is Canadians don't want to pay more; they want single-use plastics to. Um, they, they don't want to use them anymore. They want that That's to right. disappear. Uh, they understand they're bad for the environment and, and harmful to them as well, but uh, they're not willing to pay for the. Alternative. So where we left, what was your conclusion? <laughs> well, so the, the, the food safety issue needs to be dealt with uh, thoroughly. That's the one thing. The other thing, of course, is that there are 
compostable solutions out there, many of them. I just actually, earlier this week, I was in New Orleans in Louisiana at a, te- a food technology show. Tons of solutions out there, but they cost more. And, and the compostable solution is likely the most popular one with consumers because it doesn't change their lives. Uh, it's very convenient. They just eat what they need, and then they throw everything out back in the compost without feeling guilty. But so governments should probably think of ways to incentivize the industry to use these technologies moving forward. Yeah, I think Qantas just had their first ever uh, garbage-free flight. Yeah, absolutely. And and in Europe, it's big. It's huge. Uh, here in Canada or in, in, in America, in North America, is just starting. I actually do see uh, more composable solutions out there than solutions like the loop or, for example, asking people to come in with their own containers. Canada's Liberal government on Monday will release their first phase of a strategy aimed at reducing plastic waste. Do you think they're going to outright ban single-use items? Well, the NDP has come out already uh, with uh, their ban, uh, their agenda uh, on, on banning plastics by 2022. I suspect that the Liberals will, will, uh, will counter with something similar. Uh, but the, the, the context is there. People are aware. Two years ago, we barely talked about plastics. Seriously, this is coming very quickly, and I would argue that both governments and the industry were caught off guard. They were ill-prepared. I appreciate your time today, Sylvain, as always. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Have a fantastic afternoon. That's an associate professor at Dalhousie University's Faculty of Agriculture, Sylvain Charlebois.